But those that choose him and walk in righteousness. Look now. However much the wind is what? Nani wacha? Wacha kunisumbua. Wacha kunisumbua. Kuna kamba inanivuta juko. Wacha kunivuta. Suwezi kuja. I tell you. I tell you. I tell you. I tell you. Kuna kamba inanivuta. Ni kamba ni kamba ni ananivuta. Ah, siwezi kuja. Nilisama tu wachota sumbuka tu bure. <laughs> I tell you. I tell you. I tell you. Oh yes. I tell you. My Lord is Jesus. My Lord is the Messiah. My Lord is the champion. He's a warrior. A fighter. Victorious. Triumphant. Hallelujah. Hey. Wacha kunivuta. Utasumbuka tu bure. No, si unaona venye kamba inanivuta huku. Ninanivuta tu. Sio mimi ni kamba tu. Hey. I tell you. I tell you. I tell you. Yes. That's what he meant when he said, "Please woman, don't touch me. I still need to enter." Because I want to anchor them. I want to anchor them on the mercy seat in the throne room that from this day on those that will believe that Christ Jesus is Lord and begin to worship Jehovah through Christ Jesus and choose to walk in righteousness whatsoever happens to them however strong the winds are they will always be riveted and hear heavenly focus heavenly drone being pulled there and they will be waiting for that day when finally the man of God said I saw them lift up and they were like strings pulling them he said it was like strings pulling them. Strings of glory. Hallelujah. Can you be seated so I can preach because the sun is going down. Remember we are fighting only one single thing here. We are fighting this object here called the sun. It is on war with us. It wants to go quickly down. We are saying please no. Ay, can you imagine that? Woman don't touch me. I have not yet entered. And he's saying that that is the reason he felt compelled to stand before the nations and tell them, how come you are now earthly focused? How come you are so soon in forgetting that he went up and connected the church into the glorious, eternal, everlasting kingdom of God? How come? If I don't stand before them lest they mess me up, they bring my Lord to shame. In the house. Are we together? And so I knew that he anchored the souls. Can I read other scriptures before I start on everlasting eternity? How he stepped forward and began to preach eternity to them, to a generation. From the beginning of his sermon all the way to the end. What a mighty act. The mightiest, mightiest, most glorified prophets of the Lord to stand forward, step forward, and raise the voice and preach to a generation that was perishing and preach to them about eternity with God Yahweh from the beginning of the sermon all the way to the end. When he finished, then he turned back like this and he went away. Sana, 
sana. Hey. Before we go to eternity, because of time, and you see after eternity, I have some big things for you, right? So, so, and so eternity alone is two hours. We don't know whether we're going to be able to manage, but we will, right? So now, let us read some scriptures there like First Timothy, how he riveted. Okay, Matthew 28, we said we would begin with, right? Where I say, woman, don't touch me. Matthew 28, right away. How he now appeared. She thought he was a gardener. And so, Mary! And she recognized the voice and said, Rabbi, Lord! Is this you? She ran. Eh? And he said, don't touch me. I have not yet entered. Right? It is Matthew 28. If I find it, I read it for you. Isn't it awesome to meet on, in the noonday? Which day is this? Friday? And do it on Friday. That is amazing. So it says the following. I need to find it and I'll read it for you. Yes. I need to find it. If you find it, you shout it to me. Because I read it here the other day anyway. Yes. Yes, the resurrection. Did somebody find it? Which one is it? Verse 1. From verse 1, but I want the particular verse because that's not my subject today. Verse 3. Okay, which? Are we going to vote here? <laughs> 5 or 3? Five. 5, I'll read it. It's 5, right? Okay, I'll read it for you. It was not our subject though. Uh -huh. So, um, verse 5, it says, The angel said to the woman, Do not be afraid and so forth. Eight, yes? So the woman hurried suddenly what the tomb they say, they came to him. Then Jesus said to them, do not be afraid. It's okay. You can read it. You'll find it. It's within there. Okay? If not, you go to John. Okay? Oh, yes. It's what? John 20 verse 19 or 9. John 20. Now read it. Once I get there, if I get it, I read it for you, my son. This is a very powerful moment in the history of the church. 17, I thought, right? 17 verse? 20 verse 17. What is that now? 16. Okay, we are not going to vote. I'll find it and read it then, right? Chapter 20 verse 19. I'm going to 18. Jesus, uh, uh, 16. It is 16, but you can read it all the way up to where he said, don't touch. Said, when he shouted Mary, and then where he said, don't, woman, don't touch me. Yes, so from 16 down, right? Hallelujah. So then let's go now to First Timothy also. Other scriptures for you, right? How he went and anchored the souls of men. He did it there, right? He anchored on the throne room, at the throne position, on the mercy seat. And this past night he said, the, the, he said, the privilege of the grace. First Timothy chapter 2, 3 to 6. Are we ready? First Timothy chapter 2, 3 to 6. Once I get there, I'll read it for you. Because we need to move to eternity now. Hallelujah. First Timothy.
2. First Timothy chapter 2. It's alright. There is a wind. Okay. Now verses 3 to 6. I find it for you and then I read it. He says the following here. He says, again, First Timothy. Are we there, everybody? Chapter 2. Verses three to six. You can read the re- you can read the whole thing at home if you will, but I'm reading only those few. First uh, Timothy two. I'm reading three to six. Once I get it right there, chapter two, verse three. I got it there. This is good. This, this is good, and pleases God, our Savior, who wants all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself as a ransom for all men, the testimony given in his proper time. And for this purpose, I was appointed to, he now talks about that, but that is the riveting of the souls of the church that he did on the mercy seat. Can we read another quick before we go to eternal life? The, the second one we are reading is Romans chapter 8, verse 9. Are you with me? Hallelujah. Because I need to move on. Romans 8, 9. Maybe we read 2 or 3 and then I move on. He said, again, Romans chapter 8, once you're there, amen. Okay, I read it now. Romans 8, 9. He says, you, however, are controlled not by the sinful nature, but by the spirit. If the spirit of God lives in you, and if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, he does not belong to Christ. That is the anchoring of your souls he did. The next, maybe read two more and then that is it. Galatians, 1 Corinthians chapter 6, I think is a better one. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, 19, all the way to 20. Only two verses, right? When he riveted when he anchored your souls the souls of the church he anchored on the mercy seat in the throne room of God in heaven wow what a mighty anchor that, that's what I thought everybody was going to say wow what a mighty anchor <laughs> I tell you First Corinthians chapter 6 I'm reading on verse 19 you can read from 18 maybe start at 18 if you will Okay. First Corinthians six nineteen twenty says, "Flee from sexual immorality." Does he say handle it? Does he say please discuss it and deal with it? He says, "Flee, flee, flee." I think there are two that he says flee: sexual immorality and idolatry. Right? He says, "Flee from sexual immorality. All other sins a man commits are outside his body." But he who sins sexually sins against his own body. Then he says, verse 9, do not, don't you know, do you not know that your bodies are a temple of the Holy Spirit? You are not yourself. You were bought and purchased at a price. Therefore, honor God with your body. You are not yourself. From that point on, you have been anchored to the kingdom of God. Somebody repeat after me. Say, I am wired. I am, I am 
into the kingdom of God. I tell you. <laughs> you are not yourself. Why are you attempting to live as though you are yourself? You were purchased at a price. Initially, you were slaves unto sin. But now you are the subjects. You are within the dominion of righteousness. The kingdom of righteousness. You serve there. You serve righteousness. Are we together? So you can read the rest, Galatians 5, 24 and so forth. But I want to get to the main point now. I want to get to a discussion about eternity. Are you ready? Now, let's talk about eternity. Because he said that now that you've laid the foundation, why don't you go ahead and bring the correction that we prepared to bring to them? You remember the correction? That they were living a horizontal living, right? A horizontal life. And so there was need to rush in quickly and tell them, excuse me, Jesus already died on the cross and resurrected. And you already connected the church to the eternal, glorious, eternal, everlasting, no end, glorious kingdom of God. You cannot be reprioritized or reprimed or reprogrammed again after that, born again, but then now you're again reprogramming yourself to focus on priorities of the earth. Hallelujah. And so therefore, I want to talk about eternity. Eternity with God. And this is a long sermon. This should be a six hour sermon. But I'll try to reduce it for 30 to 40 minutes. So I can go to now. To, 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 to the validation study. Rather validation. To the review. To review the church. To ask the question. If the church set out. To address the issue of sin at the pulpit. The issue of sin in the lives of the believers. 15 years later. Have you addressed it? Has it been well addressed in the house? And we are speaking at an advantage place for Kenya. But the other nations, right? The other nations that have not even begun to address it. So you cannot start blowing trumpets, right? I said. So I want to talk about eternity, beloved people. Eternal life. Now, listen and focus on me now. Focus on me now. If you look at God in his creation, the way he created, in other words, the blueprint of creation, the creation of the church, creation of the sun, the moon, the stars, the universe, the earth, everything therein. So if you look at God and the master plan for his creation of the church, I'm talking about who? You. The master plan of how God created the Christian believer. That is you listening to me by radio, in the churches, or in your kiosk, or those of you in Accra, Ghana, or those of you in Canberra, Australia, wherever it is, in the US, all over the world. I'm talking about the master plan of how God created the church, you the believer. There is one thing Across the Bible, if you look at the Bible, which is the blueprint, which is really the architectural plan, it is the plan of creation. You are focused on me, all of you, beloved people. And how he created. 
created the church, you. If you go and look at the master plan, the design of creation, then you find that he raised significant hallmarks. Can I repeat this? He raised significant stakes. Stick like this, not places. He raised significant landmarks, if you will, about the creation of men, the church that is you. Is somebody with me as I begin this journey? And I want to hear you to hear me real good and clear. When he created man, the church, you that is tuned in, listening to me and seated here, watching global, he created you with certain cautions and precautions. Hey, I see Magda is looking at me like, wow, what man of creation is that then? She, if you see the face, she's like, hmm? why would he do that? <laughs> Please don't look at me that I want to continue. That is true. It'd rather be that way. You'd rather be surprised. What was the caution he gave when he created the church? He created you. What precaution, caution did he raise up like some red flags? You know, when a flag is raised, you have to stop, right? Red flags. This is the precaution. This is the hallmark. These are the marks he raised, the warning. In other words, those marks, those are points that he put, he put to be able to navigate you appropriately to the right destination. What were they? What were they? And I know my chariot is saying, preach it, man. Just, do, just say it. What were they? The caution that God gave, even as he gave you life, life to live here, he is vending for you, he is helping you in things here. The caution that he however raised is that be careful. This life is temporary. Be careful now. You can easily be absorbed in it. The fending. I need to rush to office. My time is running out. You're rushing to office? Yes, I'll talk to you later. I'm rushing to office. Okay. I need to rush home now. I have a meeting. I need to rush where now? I have this. I, I'm rushing to the supermarket now. Oh yeah, tomorrow I have to wake up early. I have a big meeting early. Be careful now, he said. You could be caught up in the hustle and bustle of that life. The milieu, the cascades of that life. The dynamics of it. And then miss out on one serious warning saying, Be careful. This thing is ending soon. In Swahili. And then out of shock that you didn't take care of these cautions, you find you've been left like that, abandoned in shame. 
gruenza en español. He raised questions. He said, I, I, I am the one that created the heart, so I really know the heart. That the heart, when you bring it to a place, the heart of man, I'm the one who created, he says. And you bring it to a place, and he starts to see that now, milk is coming. <laughs> yeah? Soft lamb is flowing in the land. <laughs> Honey is flowing. Things are beginning to become a little comfortable for her or for him. He says, I know the hearts of men. I created it. I know it says the Lord. And he says, they are easily corruptible and deluded in the complacencies of life. So therefore, Knowing the heart, he raised cautions, warnings. How powerful. <laughs> he said, I shall warn them. I, I think if there is any definition of the words that I had this past night, when he said, the privilege of the grace, this is it. That a being may create you, a higher being, the highest being known. And say that the day and hour is not known. And then also warn you. Oh, that's beautiful. That's a beautiful God. That's a good God. He's a good God. He's a good God. Mm, that's a good God. Mm, that one is a good God. Because mm. you let you can leave you like that and then you plunge yourself into hell. He said, no. I have to caution them. That one's a good God. And therefore... He asked me to step forward. He said, I see they are engaged in the horizontal. Can you please step forward and bring the correction and raise your voice and begin to rebuke the horizontal gospel, horizontal living, horizontal life, horizontal being, horizontal focus, horizontal, horizontal. Go there and rumpia in Spanish. Crush it down. Crush it down. And reconnect them. Reconnect them. Into eternity. Are we together? And so, the first scripture I'm reading here is Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 11. And there's so much scriptures, I just have to summarize things for you, right? We cannot, we cannot do anything more. Because I need to go down there and start again from square one how Jesus did it, right? Yes. And now try to bring to overlap the church. Is it overlapping perfectly? This church. Hallelujah. What a problem. <laughs> Ecclesiastes chapter 3, beloved people, verse 11. Once I get to it, I'll read it. Ecclesiastes 3.11 Hallelujah That is it Ecclesiastes 3.11 As I get it, I'll read it Ecclesiastes 3.11 Ecclesiastes 5.3.11 Here we go now 
Ecclesiastes 3.11. It says the following. Is everybody there so I can read? Okay. He has made everything beautiful in his time. He has also set eternity in the hearts of men. Yet they cannot fathom what God has done. Can I read Amplified? He has made everything beautiful in his time. He has also planted eternity in the hearts of men. A divinely implanted sense of purpose walking through the ages which nothing under the sun but God alone can satisfy. And yet so that they cannot fathom and find out what he has done from the beginning to then. You can read all other versions. Oh yes. And I said, the entire Bible is full of warning and caution. Bring him also some soda. Bring him a soda. Thank you. Cold one from the fridge. Yes. And I said, the entire Bible is full of such caution. No, no, you see, I'm busy. I will, let, I will hear from the people who have attended because I'm busy. Yes. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> please. <laughs> that was strong. Please. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes. No, I will hear from those who have attended. I need to get going. I need to rush. Is he going to release the word there? No, allow me go. Please allow me. You just record, for, record as much. In fact, we may not be allowed to enter the phones. Okay, write as much. Be very careful. He says, the entire Bible is covered the entire biblical space the biblical landscape is covered with those warning stakes warning landmarks that say what church be careful now the life you live on the earth there is temporary short lived it will soon end evaporate away So you then wonder, why? Why did they decide to be more horizontal when it's full there? So I want to run you down into a few of them, then I bring you to the matter and get to the next topic, right? Because this alone is a six-hour sermon, you know. But I'll run into a few. Are we ready? The book of First Corinthians chapter 15, verses 50 to 56, right? Real quick because of time. First Corinthians 15, 50 to 56. We've read this before. I want to read it in this context. It will stun you. It will stun you. 50 to 56. Are you there? I declare to you, brothers, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the glorious kingdom of God. But, again, then he goes on, nor does the perishable inherit the imperishable. Listen, I tell you a mystery. We will not all sleep, but we will all be changed. In a flash, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound, the dead will be raised imperishable, and, and the, the dead will be raised imperishable, and we will be changed. Verse 53. For the perishable must clothe itself with the imperishable and the mortal with immortality. When the perishable has been clothed with the imperishable and the mortal with immortality, then the saying that is written has come true. Death has been swallowed up in victory. Where all death is your victory? 
The entire Bible is full of this warning. That look, the creator of you, the church, of you, he says, in your current form that I created you, in your current form, I just want you to know, you cannot last. So even this life you live in that current form, please be careful. Because cannot even enter heaven, that flesh and blood. The other warning, Proverbs eleven twenty eight. right? Are we doing it? Before we go to Proverbs eleven twenty eight, can I just say a word to you as you focus on me? As we, we'll go and read it. We'll read it. We'll read eleven twenty eight. Can I say a word to you? Do you remember when he said, I am the living bread. Do not labor and work for bread that spoils. The food of this earth that spoils. But instead man should labor and toil for the food that lasts eternal. I am the living bread. Whosoever eateth of me will never hunger again. Do you remember when he said so? John chapter 6, you can read the whole thing at home. But the reason he said those things is because you can see he was trying to refocus the attention of men from the horizontal living to a more permanent eternal living. Are we together? And then Proverbs, I'm just giving you places where he gave warnings that this life is short-lived. This life is temporary. This earth is passing away. That is all I'm doing here. Proverbs 11.28, we are running through them, right? Hallelujah. Proverbs 11.28. And this is very powerful. Can you focus on me before I move on? We're going to read it. But look at this now. He said, unless the Lord builds the house, the men working at that site, they travail in vain. They build in vain. Do you know what that meant? Can I add one more thing to you? Just focusing on me so you don't write. I mean, rather that you may get it and then write as you wish. He's essentially saying that you are so busy caught up in this revival. What do you do? I am an usher. What are you? I am a pastor. And you? I am a senior bishop in this ministry, this move of God. And in the meetings I've been, juris I've been given a jurisdiction of uh, the certain area. I'm watching it in the big meeting where Yahweh is coming. He's saying, lest you think that you have something to do with it. <laughs> Good morning, Ministry of Repentance and Holiness. <laughs> I think these are the people. They are the ones, right? Repentance and Holiness people. Lest you are deluded to think you have a part in it. Uh, in, in our ministry, me, I'm helping the Lord to... Um, I'm helping him to, to do ushering. Helping the Lord. Yes, he said to me, Simama Namungu. Hey! Mumesimama Namungu. Aiwezikani. My daughter, Bishop elect Aurelia Wamboi. 
kumbe Mungu ndiye amesimama na nyinyi. I have looked for thee and today found thee. Hallelujah. The Lord bless you. Sit down. Sit down we'll handle that later. Hallelujah. Tumesimama na Mungu. Unajua vene tumesimama na yeye kidete. Hey! Lest you get to think that you are the one helping God to do things and do what and bring visitation and what. Hey. No no right? Yes, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that protestation. He's saying for that matter unless the Lord build a house I've read it to you. The man work in vain. Why? Because essentially he's saying look at this. I said worship belongs to the Lord, right? And then number 2 I said don't write just focus on me. He said he means the following. That if you ever get to know of a country, country país in Spanish, country of a nation, country. If you ever just to hear about a nation, right? And you hear that in that country there is a certain church, a holy church there that is known in that country. People have heard it. People go there because when you go there, God visits there. So now, if you ever hear of a country, God visits. He visits here. He visits there. He raises cripples, even blind eyes. He is visiting there. If you ever know of a country that has one church, a church in that country, and that that church in that country is a holy church where God comes in the cloud there. If you ever know of it, he's saying, then just understand the following. Just know this. That for there to be a house, house of the Lord, church, holy church, in a land, in a country, in the land, one, where when they worship God himself, Yahweh, descends in his cloud and comes right in there and begins to do the wonderful exploits, wonderful works of the cross, of the kingdom, raising cripples, blind eyes, what have you. And the cloud come like this. He said, that is a gift of God himself that he has placed in that country. God himself has taken a gift, a special gift, and gone. He has left New York. He has left where? In Paris. And he brought it there. And placed it there. God himself has designed it, built it, brought it, and placed it there. Please be careful. Please step aside a little bit and realize you are not the one doing it. Oh, you, you know, uh, we, I'm standing, we are standing with the Lord. I know, you'll be to smam and I, hey! Apana. Apana kabisa. Hey! That it is you who stood with God for him to be able to see this through. So that is why I wanted to bring this live caution to you. Because of the milieu of cascade of busyness inside there. You can easily be deluded and lulled and mistaken and confused and get to think you are the ones doing it. That would be an everlasting tragedy. 
Have you understood? So that's why he said by voice this past night, the privilege of the grace. The privilege. And so, if that is a wonderful gift, that one church designed by God, constructed by God in heaven, and brought and placed in that land as a special gift, then how much more if they are all over the country and he stands with the phone is his residence and he says now Jehovah Yahweh let the creepers sit down for a moment there's something I need to say hey hey because no, 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 please just help me. I know you want to do it. That's a phone call. Eh? I'm trying to do it. And you know, the way Joanne puts it loud, eh? so you, you fear the transmission of the ringing, right? I tell you. The children of revival. <laughs> they make sure the phone rings are loud in the studio. Oh yes. Uh, I need to hear from Nairobi. Nairobi, I've not yet heard from you because very soon I'll bring you the man of God. Uh, Kericho also, I need to hear from you. Oh yes, senior. This is senior pastor Enoch. Uh, senior Joanne. We have already finished the regular service. And we have been standing here for the past one hour waiting for God. Yes. Okay, thank you very much. That is Nairobi ready. Well, Karicho, Karicho, can you call me? Senior Joanne, this is Senior Pastor Philip. I want you to know that Karicho is ready. We are just here now, finish the regular service. We are waiting for God to come. Thank you so much. Next, I want to hear Kisi. Kakamega Kisumu. And it's all over the country. And when the hour comes, he visits everywhere. Hey! How much more gift then? How much more gift then has he descended down and placed in the land? I want to see this gift in Germany. I want to see it in Brazil. I want to see it in, uh, in, in, in Switzerland. I want to see it in Taipei, in China. I want to see it in Europe, everywhere, Finland. Hallelujah. Amen. Did you understand? He's saying, just that you may not misunderstand these things. He is the one who has decided by design and it's not a right that you did something good for him so you are better than others. He already left Israel there waiting for his time. And among the Gentiles, he said it's you. And he's doing greater than he did in Israel. Greater than you see in the Bible. He's saying, when you see, just know, it is by the privilege of the grace. God Yahweh has designed it so beautifully. And he said, for now, I am not yet reached the time to put it in Uganda. I'm not yet putting in Tanzania. I'm not yet putting in Rwanda, Burundi. I'm not putting in Paris. I'm not putting in Helsinki. I'm not putting it in, uh, in uh, Sao Paulo. I'm not putting it down in Canberra, Australia, Melbourne, Sydney, Adelaide. I'm not putting it also in, uh, in Buenos Aires and wherever. I have chosen at this hour that I bring it and put 
Kutit Inakuru Menengai Hey Just that we may understand one another Can you sit down then? Yes, that you may know Whenever you see it Don't take to your offices and say Oh no, no <laughs> what is this you're showing people on your phone? Yeah, this is our cloud. It visited us. Our cloud. And who is this? This is our prophet. Hey! No. No. You saw they descended from heaven, right? Yes. Yeah, so you knew it was a gift he brought and placed there. So have reverence, fear, humility. Are we together? These are not your brothers. And so now, I'm saying the entire Bible is full, full of warnings that the care for the life you live is temporary. It's going to end. And I said Proverbs 11.28, right? Can we get to it now? Proverbs 11.28, once I get there, I'll read it for you. Proverbs 11.28, because of time, the sun is going down real quick. Hallelujah! Amen. How many are learning a thing or two? <laughs> How many would want to do it and do it again? Okay, now we cannot because now the bishops are not yet here. And also, we have to close it today and wait for the thanksgiving to come. Because he's waiting for his thanksgiving. And then after that, we have other nations. We'll see what happens, right? Because we have the Netherlands waiting and so forth, right? And Italy, Malpensa, Milan, and so forth, right? Yeah, so everything's down there. So uh, Proverbs, let's try to read real quick because of time. Proverbs. <coughs> Proverbs 11.28. Once I get it, I'll read it. Proverbs 11.28 Proverbs 11.28 Okay Because of the wind Okay 11.28 Says the following he says, Whoever trusts in his riches will fall, but the righteous will thrive like a green leaf. Ecclesiastes 5 15 to 17. 5 15 to 17. He says the following Naked a man comes from his mother's womb, and as he comes, so he departs. He takes nothing from his labor that he can carry in his hand. That is pretty serious, right? Again, naked, a man comes from his mother's womb and as he comes, so he departs. He takes nothing from his labor that he can carry in his hand. And you can read on and on. The papers, please. You can read on and on. Tell me. Can we talk? 
Are you ready to talk? Yes, because he's saying naked, naked a man comes. You come out of your mother's womb, right? And then he's saying you labor, you labor, you put in many years and many hours and you work very hard. But when it's time for going, he says, there's nothing you can have in your hand. There's nothing you can really have in your hand to take with you. Isn't that very serious? Reading volumes and volumes, right? And doing different levels of PhDs, right? And then when it's time for going, he said, if, even wind, you know, at, at times it can blow a little, but you can't catch it. They go like that. Have you ever seen someone that caught a big house and entered with it in the tomb? Have you ever seen one that owns a bank and caught his bank in the answer? Have you ever heard of such a thing? That is amazing then. What a warning. That this life is vanity. Vain. Excuse me. Excuse me. Isn't that a call to reprioritize yourself? For a generation that likes to profiteer, to make profit, to make gains, to have margins, right? Isn't that a warning to work on what is really profitable? Profitable. And he says, Isaiah 26, 18. Isaiah 26, 18. I don't have to read all. I'll just jump. I need to jump now to a few. 26, 18. He says, We were with child, we wreathed in pain, but we gave birth to wind. We have not brought salvation to the earth, we have not given birth to people of the world. Hey. Tell me. You say you carry a pregnancy, right? Nine months of travail, right? And carefulness. You understand? And then when it's time now to go give birth to wind. <clears throat> Let's move on. Ecclesiastes chapter 9, 2 to 3. Are you still there? 9, 2 to 3. He says, all share a common destiny, the righteous and the wicked, the good and the bad, the clean and the unclean, who all, all those who offer sacrifices and those who do not. As it is with the good man, so it is with the sinner. As it is with those who take oaths, so it is with those who are afraid to take them. This is verse 3, use yours. This is the evil in everything that happens under the sun. The same destiny overtakes all. All the hearts of men 
the hearts of men, moreover, are full of evil and there is a madness in their hearts while they live. And afterward, they join the dead. They join Sheol, the realm of the dead. Can I explain this? He's saying that the way God created man, he set a common destiny for all. Let me explain to you what that means. Don't start getting alarmed, right? A common destiny for all. Number one, that none would ever live on the earth here forever. Number two, that all would die except those who would be raptured and translated at rapture if you are found at that time. That all men must die. Hey. And he's saying that there is something that really astounds him, disturbs him, confuses him, he does not understand. That when he looks at all men, he sees them, their hearts have a tendency and a leaning towards committing sin and evil. Hey. Excuse me. That when he looks at them under the sun, all of them, number one, they tend to disobey God. They don't like holiness. They love to commit sin. It's as though there is something pulling them always towards sin. Sin, sin, and sin. He's saying they have a madness, a lunacy, and he calls it of the heart. Explain, you follow me on this as I explain. And he says that madness is such that, let me give this vivid example. A lunatic, look at this now. We are all standing here in a line. Everybody, we are standing here in a line. In a line. This is the highway, the road is passing. This is the traffic light. We are all waiting for this to turn green that we may cross safely. Are you with me? And we did not know there was a lunatic standing with us here also. And vehicles are coming at 120 high speed. Because they want to pass before the light turns. Right? And the lunatic, all of a sudden, not perceiving danger for lunacy, just walks in there. And hey, hey, you are going to get hurt. And the vehicles are coming. And say, oh, this is the cover of a Coca-Cola. Even stops to pick it. Hey, did you see that danger? Very. He's bending to pick it. People are like, hey, 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 you're going you're gonna to get hurt. Somebody, no, don't. Hey, people are shouting. The lunatic cannot perceive the danger. And then continues on to walk just like this. So the vehicles are beep, beep, beep. Woo, try to dodge. And it's a situation. Come to hit her or him. Sometimes they hit them at high speed. And he's saying, that is how mankind is. He's saying, the king that is coming is mightier, mighty, 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 mightier, mightiest, mightiest than you. And yet, you are attempting to contest with him. Follow me on this. If you look at this generation, they are lunatics. They are spiritual lunatics of the heart then. Because they are attempting to 
contest the little mortal creation, contesting with this mightiest king called our Lord Jesus, the Messiah, who defeated death. He's coming. And you're telling them, please repent and be holy. Prepare. They cannot pick it. And then look at this now. At this time now, when they cannot pick that, you are telling them, repent, repent. I have seen the Messiah coming. I've seen the church taken. I've seen the rapture. I've seen the wedding rings. I've seen what? You are warning them. There is danger ahead. If you don't prepare, there's grave danger ahead. You are busy warning them. They refuse. Look now. Look. And they move on into the high speed lanes. They are not aware of the danger as if they, they are not aware they are going to be crushed. Have you understood me? What a heedless generation. Ay, ay, ay. That is very serious, huh? Very extremely serious, my son. They cannot see the danger. Hey! I'm telling them, there is hell, there is the pit hole of hell in front of you here. Please change course. Even the church cannot listen. Even the church cannot come. You tell them, repent, be holy. No, you see me, I know. But me, I'm used to dressing like this. What can I do? You know, my mom raised me like this. Hey! You cannot see the danger in front of you. You are talking about eternity in hell. That, does somebody hear me? Haoni. And Nakuskia is saying that this generation has a lunacy. They cannot, just like that lunatic who cannot perceive danger. Hey, don't do that. A vehicle hit you. Just walking like this, eating grass. Just, huh? Standing in the middle and looking at you because you are calling her. Hey! And they are coming at 120 per minute, per, per, per 120 per kilometer. Whoosh, whoosh, high speed. Hey! Hey, get out of there. It's dangerous. Huh? Yeah, what you're saying? Huh? Hey, why are you stopping there, please? Oh. Oh, me, me, I'm not ready. Hey! What is wrong with this generation? Did you understand? You are telling them that when the rapture happens, I have seen after the rapture, I have seen the unbelievable, I cannot tell you here. There is a situation on the other side. You don't want to be there. In fact, on that side, he engages these two now on a major mission to deliver Israel. It's a big fight down there. It's a battle. To go and tell them, no, this guy is lying to you. You worship only the Lord. And at the end, when Israel finds it's true that the beast is a lie, and they try to escape, he, begins to, he tries to do genocide. And these two are involved. You saw from the cloud they called recently, right? To protect Israel, so you can tell. I'm in an office, I'm handling title deeds. So it's going to come from land dispute. I'm handling title deeds. They, there was a dispute. So they brought for me. The Palestinians brought. The Israelis brought. I was sorting them out. And then eventually, I favored Israel. I said, this is the Lord's land. This is your land. But everything broke loose. And then after that, they, as they were leaving, the, the road goes like this and like this. I told them to flee. Because they were coming to strike them. Like this, like this. But as you go like this, like this, there's a roadblock here. They plan to slaughter all here. 
So there is a valley here with trees, green. So I told them to cross the valley from this side. And then rushed with them. There's more. I don't need to tell you this. You don't need this. You don't need this. But you're telling them that beyond this hour, there is the tremendous great tribulation where even the pastor will deny Jesus. That Jesus, I don't know. He's saying that there is a lunacy in their hearts. Their tendency is towards sin. And all of them seem to have one destiny. They live here as though it's not ending. It's not going to end. But when the end comes, all of them in the seol. In the realm of the dead. Headed to hell. What a tragedous generation. Did somebody hear me? So can you take a quick five minute break because to greet each other, refresh and something and we come back so I can continue with this because after this I want to go into how did Jesus call the church? What was the mission of the church? And are you telling? Hallelujah. But I have so many because there's one here which says the church, it says your life on this earth is like the wind. Another says like a vapor. I have to read it for you. Can you imagine a vapor? A vapor just gone. Can you imagine a vapor? Like a vapor. And that's why he said, can you go now and bring correction to this horizontal living, horizontal preaching, horizontal Christianity, horizontal salvation, horizontal life, that they may start connecting to the kingdom. Many become born again and back slide. Meaning, they allow the enemy to cut the string. Nobody can ever force you to enter. Nobody. Hallelujah. So I want to come back on that note. But this is a beautiful day, beloved people, right? It's beautiful and I love it, says the Lord. So we are coming back. I want to say, we will be back. One more time. We will be back. <laughs> I tell you, let nobody think we are over and out. We are back. <laughs> I tell you, the Lord bless you. Toda, toda, rabbi in Hebrew. Toda, halem. Toda, lachem. Toda, rabbi. Toda, have a rim. You're my friends. Okay? Says the Lord. Thank you so much. Can you relax? Go to the restrooms. Health break. Walk around, greet somebody. Ask them, you're lost. How come I've not seen you lately? <laughs> Hallelujah. May the Lord bless you.